Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. First Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Um, so for some of you, this is going to be the most Bible you've read for the week. So you want to thank God for that. So, that, uh, so uh, can we have that, Matthew, first yeah, Kings chapter 17 from verse 1. And we're going to go all the way to verse 15 as loudly as you can. Let's read it one time and then we can take our seats. Amen. Then Elijah, 1, 2, 3, read. And Elijah the Tishabite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, they shall not build you nor rent these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here, and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. It will be that you shall drink from the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zelopath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zelopath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar, and say, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward make some for you and yourself and your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not rise up, Used up now shall be the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. And people said, Amen. Okay, you can take your seats. Amen. I'm going to talk to you uh, for, a very, for a few minutes about the place called there. Is the place called what? <clears throat> there, the place called there, and the reason I bring this message out, you know, we're going to look at this and even in the, a, a passage in Genesis, but we're going to start with the story of Elijah. It's very interesting that 
God comes to Elijah uh, from the, uh, you know, the the Tishabite from the inhabitants of Gilead. And he comes out of nowhere and he has a word of the Lord and that he, he is to prophesy to the nation of Israel. And because it's such a strong prophetic word, it affects immediately, it affects its own economy because when there, when there is no rain in the land and you are, you are living in the land, you are going to be affected by the word you prophesied. But God trying to insulate him from the word that he prophesied does something that's very interesting. Now, uh, in verse 2, God comes to him and, say, and says to him, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan. And he said, It shall be that you shall drink from the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I have commanded what? The ravens to feed you what? There. Now, my whole analogy of the place called there is simply, is simply this. That destiny, by its very nature, is location sensitive. Destiny, I found in my life that destiny and provision are location, what? Sensitive. That's why we have to be very, uh, what? Sensitive to the movements of the, what? Of the Holy Ghost. Are you catch what I'm saying? Amen. That's why, that was the whole movement. That's why when God moves us, that's when God moves, you have to move. Is that right? When the cloud moves, you have to move because destiny is what? Location, what? Sensitive. God tells, how many know God? It's very interesting that God is the, is El Shaddai. Amen. Is what? El Shaddai. We, that means that it can provide anywhere at any time. So it would seem. But even though God is El Shaddai, notice what he says to, to Elijah. Uh, what, uh, what he says to Elijah, he says, I, I have come, uh, you need to move. You need to relocate. You need to what? To relocate to a different place. Why? Because even though I used to provide, I, even though this place used to be a place of provision, it's no longer that when the cloud has moved. Are you catch what I'm saying? Very interesting that God himself connects provision to a place called there. There is a place that God is showing you. Are you catch what I'm saying? Amen. The their principle, the their principle really can extrapolate in many, many areas. But today I want to focus on the, the issue of location. So God says to Elijah, you need to go by the brook cherries. When you get there, I'll provide for you. But what, God, what about, what, why not here? Well, because I told you move. Is that right? Very interesting because he says, if there I, will, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I have what? Commanded the ravens to feed you there. I have commanded the what? The ravens what? To feed you there. Very interesting that, that, that when you are in the place where God wants you to be, even stingy people find a way to bless your life. That is amazing how, come on somebody, how your location can even affect stingy people. The reason is that raven is the most stingiest of the birds. It's a scavenger bed. It lives on dead things. Are you talking to me, somebody? It's a holding bird. Come on, somebody. It holds everything. It, 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 met some people like that. Come on, somebody. Amen. Their attic may be trying to fall on them while they sleep, and they still cannot decide what to give away. Come on, somebody. You'll be like, listen, your attic has become a, a, what, a, what, a hazard. It might fall down on you. Come on, somebody. 
you need to get rid of some things. But when they go there, they, they, they can't get rid of anything because in their mind they are thinking, well, I haven't used that bike for 20 years, but what, what, what about if I decide? To, so that's the holding spirit. The holding spirit always thinks, yeah, I haven't used this for 20 years, but what about? What about if I decide to use it tomorrow and I just give it away? So I'm going to hold it one more day. The raven is like that. Come on, somebody. It's very stingy by nature. Yet the place, uh, come on, somebody, amen. But, wait, but yet he tells Elijah, let me tell you the power of moving with God. The power of moving with the cloud of God is this, that when I, place, I take you to the place called there, when I take you to the place what? Called there, come on, somebody, I begin to open up. I begin to cause people that you never thought could give to you, begin to give to you. Come on, somebody, amen. They begin to what? To give to you. Uh, there, not here, but there, I've commanded the ravens to feed you. There, which means by implication, not here. Are you catching what I'm saying? By, by what? Implication, what? Not here. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen? Not here. Come on, somebody. Because God's saying now it's time to move to another place. Are you catching what I'm saying? You know, I want you to move to another place because when you move to the, that place, I'm going to begin to do things in that place. I cannot do with you while you are here. Are you catch what I'm saying? This is the reason even Jesus himself, here, Jesus could not be born. Where This is why God stirred the heart of Caesar, come on somebody, amen, to begin to call, uh, to call for the census. Why? When Mary was just about to deliver. Why? Because the destiny of Jesus was what location sensitive. Prophecy said he would be born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. We just came out of Bethlehem, by the way. It's in the Palestinian area. Come on, somebody. Amen. Even though it was part of the Jewish land, but right now it's in the hands of the Arabs. So when you go to Israel, you actually have to, come on, somebody. Amen. You get two different guides. One, the Israeli guides can't go into Palestine, so you get a, a, an Arabic a Christian guide to take you in the Arab. But Bethlehem is where Jesus would be born. Are you catching what I'm saying? So God forces a movement to happen. I catch what I'm saying. To cause, uh, uh, to cause this, to cause what? Joseph to go back to his hometown. So when, while he's at his hometown to get counted in the census, while he's there, the water breaks. Talk to me now. The sun comes out because what she was carrying was location sensitive. I catch what I'm saying. What she was carrying, what? Was location, what? That pregnancy, that water couldn't break where she was. Talk to me now. That water couldn't break where she was. It had to break at this place called there. I, that God had ordained. Are you catch what I'm saying? I have found this very powerfully for me. Amen. There was some prophecy God gave me when I was in Africa. Yeah, 20, over 20 years ago that I only come into pass now. And I realized the reason is because when God spoke to me, I did not know that many of those prophecies were connected to me being in America. Because I, so there were some prophecies I had then tried to make them happen. Didn't happen in Africa because they were location sensitive. Come on, somebody. Amen. They were not supposed to happen for me in Africa. They were supposed to happen in America. And are you catch what I'm saying? Amen. As soon as I got to America, my destiny began to react to the location. Come on, somebody. My destiny what? Began to what? React to my location. But location is also not just natural, it's spiritual. So the place God there, come on somebody, amen, can be another place where God, can be in another place of, of what disposition God wants to take you to. In other words, the, the thinking, where, come on, where you are now, spiritually this way, God cannot do what he needs to do. 
Because you don't think big enough for what God wants to release. Come on, somebody. It may be that God wants to do it, but where you are now, he cannot do it. He must make you go to a place called there, which is a place called there that becomes a place where your mind is more expanded, where you become. Amen. Hallelujah. He's white with blue eyes. Come on, somebody. Amen. And that's the one God has for you. Nobody in your apartment, you cannot see the five-bedroom house you keep passing by. That's your future house, but you cannot see it because you are not yet at a place called there. Where you can believe that you are worthy enough of such a blessing from the Lord. Come on, somebody. And it has nothing to do with your credit but the covenant promise. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. Some of you, if God showed you the house he has for you, you're going to run to your credit and kill yourself looking at your credit. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because some of you, your credit, let's be honest, can use some healing. Come on, somebody. And if God is, is basing the promise on your credit, you're not going to get it. So God wants you to go to the place called there. When God talks, you don't even consult your credit. You simply say, Amen. Yes, Lord Jesus. Why? Because if you say it, you want me to have it, I say, Amen. amen. See, when you're in the place called there, you don't consult your credit. When God is promising you a breakthrough, you simply say, Amen. When do we start? Why? Because you're in the place called there, mentally thinking, speaking. Are you catching what I'm saying? I'm believing things for things now. I would never believe God for 15 years ago. That would have freaked me out. But now I'm believing God for stuff. Like, whoa. Sometimes I'm like, why? I'm like, can you hear yourself? I hear myself, and I'm just surprised. Because I know the Francis Miles of 15 years ago, come on, somebody. I mean, come on, somebody. Amen. Listen. To believe God for some of the stuff I'm believing God for now, that would have been tough. But I now realize I'm at the place called there. Because God speaks and I can, I can get it. I can believe it. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen. Hallelujah. There was a time I couldn't believe I could take five people to Israel. I just took 41. 42. Come on, somebody. Amen. Now I've expanded my spirit in 2020. I'm going to take 120, 150 people. Why I can see myself doing that now. Come on, somebody. Amen. When I was with Sid Roth, I'm like, can I do this? And Sid came to me and said, I see you doing this. How long are you? Can you really? I had, to, I had to go by his faith. You know, because I, I couldn't see that. But now I can. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen. There is a place called there. There's a place what? There is a place called what? There. And, what, and, and my cry to God is God will take you to the place called there. Because there's a provision hanging on the tree that God wants to give to you. If he can just cause you to believe differently, think differently, come on somebody, and at the place called there, sometimes at the place called there can be a place where you see yourself better. Because some of us are the, our own worst critics. Some of you, you don't, people, you don't need people to disbelieve you. You do a good job yourself. Oh my God, come on somebody, amen. You do a very good job of putting yourself down. So a lot of times, some of you don't even, need, don't even need the devil. You don't even need the devil. You do a good job of it. Come on, somebody, to putting yourself down. So God cannot provide for you 
here, but there. And sometimes to get to the place called there, you got to work the Word. Come on, somebody. you got to work the Word, speak the Word. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you have to prophesy yourself or speak your way into the place called there. And let me tell you something. When it's a mental migration, a mental migration, it takes some work. What I mean by some work, you have to work with the Word to believe. Can I tell you something? All faith, every next... What, what, let me put this. I want, here's what I found. Every level, every next level begins in unbelief. Now, this may blow your mind. Every next level begins, begins in what? Unbelief. Everybody I've met, they begin by not believing it. So it's okay to begin in unbelief provided you are working your way. Provided you are working it out. Someone, someone say, I'm working it out. Say, neighbor. I may not believe it now, but I'm working it out. Come on, somebody. I may not believe I'm all of that and a bag of chips, but God surely thinks I am. But I don't believe it, but I'm working it out. Talk to me now. I'm working it out. So I may have to speak the word. I may have to read a book by Chuck Pierce. I may have to get a prophecy. Come on, bro. amen, bro. from Sister Clay, my brother. can just say, rub it on me. I don't, why? I want to take everything I can take to work it out. Why? Because I believe, because if God keeps saying, come on, somebody, amen, if God keeps telling me things, come on, somebody, that are bigger than what I can believe for, I must, God must obviously think I deserve it. So even if I, even if I begin like the, the man, who told Jesus, help thou my unbelief. See, you begin with unbelief. But God will give you some help. Just be honest with God. God will give you some help. Say, no, God, God, I, I don't believe it, but, I, but I'm willing to work it out. <laughs> if you don't mind, I don't believe it. God says, okay, see, we, 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 I don't know what it is. What we, we are even afraid to tell God what he already knows. We are afraid to tell God what he already knows. We don't believe. But, but if we can confess, God, I don't believe, but help thou my unbelief. Let's work it out. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen? When God began to talk to me about living in America, it was, it, I, it, that, that belief began in unbelief, a lot of it. Cause I, come on, somebody, because I never, amen, I mean, come on, somebody, I never even left, I never even left my own country. America was in the movies to me. But I began to work it out. In my unbelief, I began to work it out. And all of a sudden, I found, my, I found my place, myself at the place called what? There. And you always know because things begin to happen to you that have never happened to you before. Supernatural provision begins to happen to you that has never happened to you before. Come on, somebody. Amen. Maybe you don't see yourself in Israel, but begin to work it out. You know? You may begin an unbelief right now. I don't believe I can do it. It's okay, but let's work it out. Then you'll be crying and kissing the land when you get there. Oh, don't believe I'm here. Come on, somebody. I mean, because why? God's going to work it out with you. See, I have commanded the ravens to feed you at... I've commanded the what? 
it's very interesting. I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went, he went and what? So faith that works is dead. Amen? So he went and <clears throat> did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. This is amazing. This is really a miracle. They didn't bring him flour. They brought him bread. Who baked the bread? <laughs> I don't see no raven bakery. Come on, somebody. I don't see no raven bakery. Where did the ravens get bread from? God has bakeries. Come on, somebody. And I don't see no raven hunting. hunting. Come on, somebody. Amen. They brought him meat. Okay? They brought him what? Bread and meat. Everything they brought him was, that was well done. Bread. <laughs> wow. Come on, somebody. The ravens. <laughs> and the most amazing thing is, God, when you are in the right place, God will overturn the power of natural law to provide for you. Because the natural instinct of the raven when it has bread is to rejoice. Come on, somebody. Is to rejoice and eat it by itself. But the ravens had no appetite for the bread and the meat they brought to the prophet belong because it belonged to him. You know, you know what this tells me? Nobody can have what God wants you to have. Come on. I'll say it again. This tells me nobody can have your stuff. Turn to say, neighbor. Come on. Say, neighbor. You can't have my stuff. So I keep trying. I come to you because nobody can have your stuff. I mean, ravens, a ravens bring bread and meat is amazing to me. It is what? It's amazing to me. I mean, they brought him and every day, right on the clock. Right on the clock. So maybe lunch may not be biblical. That's why we're getting so fat. <laughs> Are you catching what I'm saying? In the morning and in the evening, okay? And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while. It happened what? After a while that the brook dried up. Everybody say, after a while. Okay? After a while. Say, after a while. You see, that's an important expression. After a while means a place of destiny can change. This brook was amazing, but after a while. The brook dried up. The place of promise dries up because God, that's God's way of moving you to the next place. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen? Uh, where am I, you know, I'm giving you this message because we have been, uh, this year, more than, any, more than any other, we really feel like our time here is done. Amen? It's been nice to be here, but a move is coming. A move is coming. 
And I'm going to show you in the next verse that some, sometimes the move, God moves you in location, locationally because there's some people you cannot reach where you are, you're going to reach where you go. Come on, somebody. Amen. There are some people you cannot reach where you are. You can only reach them by moving. By what? Moving. Are you catch what I'm saying? So there is a migration, a physical migration coming for love face. And somebody say amen. amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, he, for after a while, the block dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So what does God say? Okay. And remember, God is still El Shaddai, is that right? He could easily provide there another way because nothing is important with God. But God is teaching us something, okay? That provision and destiny are location sensitive. Provision and what? Destiny are what? Location what? Sensitive. Provision and what? Destiny are location what? Sensitive. Amen? Okay, watch this. Amen? How many know? Uh, watch this now. Verse 8. Give us verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying. Then the word of the Lord what? The word of the Lord came to him what? Say. Remember what Jesus said. Why, why is that? Why, that that explanation is very powerful. The word of the Lord came. Remember, the word of the Lord came. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Is that right? Man, man shall not what? Live by bread alone, but by what? Every red, every rhema that proceeds from the what? The mouth of what? God. That's very interesting. You see, if you are going to learn how to find the place called there, the place called found, the place called there can only be found when you are living by the proceeding word of God. Say, so let me do something. The key to, to, be, to being a success as a believer is living by the proceeding word of God. Why? Because, check this out. God says to, to, to Abraham, he says, Abraham, check this out. Abraham in the valley. A three, three days prayer, God says, Abraham, if you love me, you're going to take that boy that you like. Talk to me now. That's your love. Isaac, take him to, mount, to a mountain at Mount Moriah, a mountain I'm going to show you. And there, you're going to what? Sacrifice him to me. Is that right? So what was the proceeding word in the bottom of the valley? Take the boy. We're going to kill him. Is that right? So really, this was the word. At the top of the mountain, when he's about to kill him, what was the word? Do not, lay, do not lay your hands on the Lord. Is that right? For now I know that you fear the Lord. How many know that if Abraham was not living by the proceeding word of God, he would have killed his son based on the instruction of yesterday. Same God who began the journey is the same God who says, do not kill him because what I told you in the valley is to test your obedience all the way up to the mountain. I never meant to go with, through with it. But if Abraham never lived by the preceding word, he would have killed his boy thinking he obeyed God when he actually missed God because God spoke again and did not hear him a second time. Are you catching what I'm saying? Amen. We have to live by the preceding word of the Lord. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, okay, Arise and go to Zerapata, which belongs to what? Zidon, and dwell there. And where? Dwell there. Notice the contrast there. Is, this, is that word there? Dwell what? There. That means not here anymore. There. Go to Zerapata, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. I have commanded. Now, this is what I like. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. 
But here what makes this instruction very interesting, and it shows us something about provision from God. That some of the people God has commanded to provide for you don't know it yet. Oh, talk to me. Some of the people that God has commanded to provide for you don't know it yet. But your arrival will trigger the instruction. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. Come on, somebody. When God, amen, when God spoke to us with my wife to come to Arizona, we are living in Tulsa. Uh, 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 everything we, uh, the house we, we are in sold and we are, we, we sold, I mean, we just sold, sold everything. We just came without the truck and a few clothes. I mean, we, it was a true Abrahamic journey. But before we came here, uh, we, there was a prophet of God who, who spoke to us and he said, Dr. Miles, God says when you go to Arizona, don't get a house first. There is a couple that he, he wants you to touch first. You, there's going to a couple that's going to open up the house. You really need to stay with them. You don't know them yet. But they have, you know, they're supposed to be keeping you. So I went to speak for the church in um, Tolleson. Okay? This was maybe a month before we were about to come here. And in that meeting, maybe a month or two, in that meeting, there was a white couple. At the end of the, at the end of, uh, uh, we, uh, at end, during the meeting, my wife and I talked about the, the trip to the Philippines that we we're going to be taking uh, to go. And so we just, you know, we just testified. We're going there. Didn't think much of it. We went to our book table. We were selling books. They came. This couple came to our book table. And they said, listen. Uh, um, um, oh, I think we uh, uh, They said, listen. Uh, first and foremost, they asked us. They said, um, are you, are you, um, uh, uh, is your trip to the Philippines already paid for? We said, no, it is not yet paid for. Said, How much is it going to cost you? $3,000. And right there, they gave us the money. Said, we just felt we need to pay you for your, all your weight. Come on, somebody. Amen. Listen to me. What I'm saying is this. The people who are called to provide for you, many of them don't know it yet. They, they don't know that they are cutting an instruction with your name on it. But your proximity to them is what activates the trigger. Your proximity to them is what unlocks the instruction they were carrying. They did not know they were supposed to give it to you. Just right there, they brought, I mean, it took care of our tickets. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. And then a month later, when we, when we got back, we got in touch with them. Uh, one thing went to another. They found out we are coming to Arizona, and the first thing out of their mouth is, where are you going to stay? Okay, we would love to host you. Come on, somebody. What am I trying to say? Some of the people, some of, because God says, I've commanded a widow woman to feed you at there. Is that right? To provide for you. Is that right? But watch what happens when he meets the widow. She has no clue. Verse 8. 10. He rose and went to Zerapath. Amen? And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was what? There. So the widow was there. The problem is the email he got, she didn't get. The email he got <laughs> from headquarters, she didn't get, Pam. He called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Bring me in a cup, a little water in a cup that I may what? Drink. Check this out. As she was going to get it, as she was what? Going to get it. He called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. 
And she reacted. She what? Very, there's a principle there. When he asked, why did he ask for water? When he watched, when he why did he ask for water when actually what he needed was bread? Very interesting. He asked her for water because one of the most difficult things, come on somebody, watch this. He asked for water because there's a principle involved. That when you're in a crisis, God will never use a seed that means nothing to you to deliver you. Water meant nothing to her. Bread was another. Bread was another discussion. As the Lord God lives, she reacted. As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. I mean, no, she never got the memo. And a little oil in a jar, and I see. This taught me something about provision. That there are some people I have to disciple before they can be a blessing. That's why when, I, when God gave me this level years back, I don't judge the book by its cover. There are people, when I met them, they couldn't give you $10. Keep giving them life. The word of life, touching them, mentoring them. Now they bless. Why? Because all of a sudden they find their capacity in the Lord because of your ministry. See, God was saying, Elijah, I know I've commanded you. She doesn't know it. But under your ministry, if you disciple, if you teach her, if you hold her hand and work with her, she is going to be a very big blessing to you. She's actually carrying, I'm, I didn't lie to you. She just doesn't, she's so caught up in her fears, she cannot see her potential. She's so caught up in her fears, she cannot see her potential. She cannot see her destiny, that she's actually a mistress, not just a widow. You see, a mistress was a different title. A widow was somebody who needed to be taken care of. A mistress was somebody who was independent. It's in the culture, when they use the word mistress, it's not the way you use it today. <laughs> today, when you say, that's a mistress, everybody's like, what? <laughs> Does your wife know about it? Come on, somebody. It's a different idea. <laughs> <laughs> when you say mistress, people are like, what? Is he a man of God or what? No. It was a title of nobility in the days. It was a title that signified financial somebody who had status, independence. See, when she came, he was the widow of the house. But he, when she was a widow. Ministering from is because there's a widow woman who will not discover your potential until you come close by. Your proximity is going to change her and it will change you. A couple of sticks that I may go in and what? Prepare it for myself and my son. She, had, she never got the same email. That we may eat it and die. There is no place for providing for Elijah in there. <laughs> there is no place there. We may eat it and what? Die. You know, thank, thank God the prophet knew the ways of the spirit. He doesn't say, you know what, maybe, maybe I missed it. Maybe, maybe you are just the wrong widow. Come on, somebody. I need somebody. Who, uh, uh, I need to find a widow whose husband died with a, with a good life insurance. Come on, somebody. You must be the wrong one. <laughs> Amen. But that, that's not what he says. Give me the next verse. Elijah said, do I do not fear, 
Go and do as you have said, but make what? A small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. Okay? Check this out. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bin of what? Flour shall not be used up, now shall the jar of oil run down until what? The day the Lord sends rain on the what? On the what? On the earth. Okay? So check this out. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah. Now let's check this out. Even though she was scared, she had one thing working for her. She could obey. She went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. Ate for what? Many days. Okay? And Elijah himself get provided anymore because she was, she was financially independent and could take care of her house, had people, had people answering up to her. Isn't God good? Come on, somebody. What happens when God, when God get a hold of you? Come on, somebody. Amen? Here's what I'm saying. There is a place called there that the Lord has for you. Amen? There's a place, can I, can I have someone on the keyboard? There's a place called there that the Lord has for you. There's a place called there that the Lord has for us as a congregation. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You know, the, uh, um, as, we, as we close, I just want to read one scripture from the book of Genesis. Uh, Matthew, you can go to Genesis very quickly. I'm just going to read this passage, and then we're going to close and pray. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Verse 12. Then Isaac, verse 12. Then I, Genesis 26 from verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued to prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. How many, how many? How many can believe God for a, for a blessing? God's about to put a blessing on you. People are going to envy around you. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with dirt. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar. Check this out. And dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the date of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had what? Called what? Them. See, one of the ways you get to the place called there is to begin to redig the ancient wells of the forefathers. You begin, you, get to, you begin to realize God's not going to bless you because you're African-American you are, or you're white American. It doesn't matter. God's going to bless me because I am the seed of Abraham. So when I begin to work from the same place as Abraham, I shall be blessed with Abraham. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. When I realized in Zambia, God did not care about Africans. He only cared about people that believe. Come on, somebody. Amen. God can care less if you're African. God can care less if you're white. If you're white. God can care less. Come on, somebody. Because God has a way. He has a way as a modality. When you begin to line up, Amen. When you begin to line up with 
we, 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 begin to learn, we begin to walk like they walk. Begin to believe like they believe. Come on, somebody. You begin to dig from the same wells. Begin to touch what they touch. Begin to cry to the God they cry to. Talk to me, somebody. Begin to believe the God they believe. Talk to me. Begin to act like they acted. Come on, somebody. Amen. You are redigging the wells of the forefathers. It won't be long before God begins to bring you to a place called there where your lifestyle begins to emulate their lifestyle. Because just because they are dead does not mean that the God who blessed them is dead. You get what I'm saying? So Isaac begins to dig. If there's something about the wells of my father Abraham, he begins to redig the same wells. Talk to me, somebody. Amen? Watch this now. For the Philistines, I uh, stopped the watches. Uh, uh, then I, when, when he did this, uh, 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 verse 18, uh, 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 verse, uh, uh, watch this. Verse 19. Also, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of shining water there. But the headsmen of Gerah quarreled with Isaac's headsmen, saying, The water is what? Ours. The water what? Is ours. So he called the name of the place Isaac because they quarreled with him. There's a principle here. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's a principle here. Don't contaminate your spirit trying to fight over the blessing. If people contend for what you have or what you're doing, let them have it. Why? Because here's what happens. Amen. Even though Isaac let them have the well, it was not the same well as it was when Isaac had it. Because when Isaac left, you can have the well, but the name of the well is changed now. It won't be the name, the well that lines you up with my father Abraham. This name shall now be called Isaac. Isaac means the water that brings quarrel. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to have the well, but, 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 but so are you going to have the quarrels that come with his well. Come on, somebody. He walked away from it. Amen. Then he dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called his name what? Sitna. This also shows us that God can have you in different locations. Come on, somebody. But he has a location where God has chosen. I'm going I'm to really begin to bless you big time in that place. But I'm going to take you there and there because I'm teaching you things you're going to need to use when you get to the place where I really intend to blow you up. Are you catching what I'm saying? So, and he removed, uh, and, they, and they dug another well, and they quarried over that one also. So he called its name Sitna, which means strive. Talk to me. And they removed from there and dug another well. Someone say, keep digging. Someone say, keep digging. And they dug another well and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth. It was a Rehoboth. Because he said, for the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. About two weeks ago, I believe it was that two, two Fridays ago, I made a Friday ago, I think two Fridays ago, we, had, we were having our, first, our corporate prayer meeting, and there was a woman of God who was praying with us, she was just a visit, visiting with us, very prophetic woman, not of the blues, she began to sense, sense a migration, we didn't say anything about it, but she said, I just see there's a place called Railboat, God's about to take this place to a place called Railboat. I said laughing because I understand what Railboat is. Come on somebody, it's a place where God says, you know what? I, am, I have chosen a place where I begin to take this thing to a whole new level. Come on, somebody. Amen? So I want to tell you, get ready. Come on, somebody. Get ready for God to put this ministry in its place of rail birth, But get ready to God, for God to put you in your rail birth. You are coming into that place 
Amen. You are coming into a place of blessing. Amen. We are coming into what? Into a place of blessing. Come on somebody. Amen. Where what God has for you cannot be contended with. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.